Baby bet, ayy, couple racks, ayy, couple grammys on him, couple packs, ayy, that's a fat, ayy, throw it back, ayy, throw it back, ayy, and this one is for the champion, ayy, lost his job again, yo, funny how you said he was the yeah, yo, then I went did it again, yo, I told you long ago on the road, I got what they went So just tell them ain't laying low You was never really rooting for me anyway When I'm back up at the top, I want to hear you say You don't run from nothing, dog. Get your soul Just tell them that the break is over uh, Need a, uh, need a, um, uh, need a couple number ones Need a pack on every song Need me like one with Nicky now Tell a rap nigga I'll see you, huh I'm a pop nigga like Bieber, huh I don't fuck bitches, I'm queer, huh? But these nigga bitches like me dear, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, oh let do it. I ain't fall off, I just ain't release my new shit. I blew up, man, everybody tryna sue me. You call me Nas, but the hood call me Doobie. And this one is for the champion. Track record so clean, they couldn't wait to just bash me. I must be getting too flashy. Y'all shouldn't have let the world gas me. It's too late, cause I'm here to stay, and these girls know that I'm nasty. I sent her back to her boyfriend with my handprint on her ass sheet. City talking, we taking notes. Tell them all to keep making posts. Wish he could, but he can't get close. OG so proud of me that he choking up while he making toast. I'm the type that you can't control. Said I would, then I made it so. I don't clear up rumors. Hey. Where's y'all sense of humor? Hey. I'm done making jokes because they got old like baby boomers. They're my haters to consumers. I make vets feel like they juniors. Say your time is coming soon, but just like Oklahoma, mine is coming sooner. I'm just a late bloomer. I didn't peak in high school. I'm still out here getting cuter. All these social networks and computers got these pussies walking around like they ain't losers. I told you long ago on the road. I got what they waiting for. Just tell them ain't laying low You was never really rooting for me anyway When I'm back up at the top, I want to hear you say You don't run from nothing, dog. Get your soul Just tell them that the break is over You're on Baytime. BFF.FM. Closed my eyes so I couldn't see it. Felt so numb, but now I'm ready to feel it. So tonight I'm making friends with all the creatures that are hiding there under my bed. I ain't gonna hold on to you. 
BFF.FM Community Radio for San Francisco. You're on Baytime. Poyo, we have like uh, like a, it's not quite a Snapchat streak, but it's like a on Baytime streak going. This is two weeks in a row where we have done shows and I'm proud of us for adulting. Yes, making time for our listeners, darling. <laughs> well, and making time for each other. I enjoy hanging out with you, Poyo Delmar. Oh, that's so nice of you. Nothing? No? Okay. Cool. Um, I mean, I enjoy <laughs> hanging out with me too, darling. Of course, I didn't want to sound like an egotist. All right, well, we're all going to enjoy hanging out with Poyo Del Mar this evening, I'm sure. Poyo had of a- Of course, uh, I love you, Christopher J. I love you too. A big career milestone that we're going to talk about. Um, I visited Southern California. I'll share some of what I did there. We're going to talk about uh, a new mural, some new uh, queer art going up in the city of San Francisco. We'll talk a little bit about HIV. A new study out finds that less than half of Americans actually under understand HIV. I think that's a really important thing to talk about. And then um, with COVID-19 and vaccinations, there's so much changing information every day. And we here at On Bay Time want to talk about the really important things like Folsom Street Fair. Will you have to wear a mask? We'll, we'll look into the events going on and like whether or not you'll, it's, it's, it's a lot. We'll, we'll try to unpack that later on on we're gonna peel back the layers of this onion sweetheart last week it was beef curtains and it's onions now we're like halfway to a stew it's good (laughs) well my you know bugina is like a pot roast all right on that potato in there and we're good to go Uh, it's gonna be one of those (laughs) nights tonight this is on (laughs) daytime on bff.fm
FM Community Radio for San Francisco, encouraging you to become a bestie at BFF.FM. Help support this community radio station where 
like a ton of the people on this station are queer. We are two of them, and this is the gayest radio show ever. At least that's what we're shooting for. It's On Bay Time, our love letter to San Francisco's LGBTQIA community. I'm Christopher Beal. That is Pollo Del Mar. Hello, darlings. Pollo Del Mar, it's a miracle that we actually do have a two-show streak going because you and I are both in the midst of some pretty busy weeks. I had some travel. You had some travel and some work. Um, let's start with you. What have you been up to since we spoke last Thursday? Like what, what's been oh going on? I mean, you, you haven't been doing much, right? Oh my gosh. Um, nothing much except making history, trailblazing and, history. uh, changing the way that the world sees queer people in professional wrestling, perhaps who knows, but I actually Just left, that. um, <laughs> Last Friday and at dawn, oh my God, girl, it was so early. My flight was at 5.20 a.m. And I flew to St. Louis, Missouri, and where we were having the National Wrestling Alliance big anniversary weekend of pay-per-view events. And for those who are not familiar, the National Wrestling Alliance is the world's oldest recognized professional wrestling organization. And... So, so right one of the things that was happening that weekend is they were doing the first ever all women's pay-per-view in 73 years of that organization. So that was already a historic event. And I think that for, um, you know, many of the LGBTQ plus people who might be familiar or interested in professional wrestling, of course, women's wrestling is always something that I think we've gravitated to strongly. You see such a strong outpouring among LGBTQ fans of the women in professional wrestling. So that was very interesting. And I was the only male on that, <laughs> on that event. Uh, and Wait, but I, of what? I was presenting in drag. You're a male. Oh, well, um, sometimes I'm so confused now. Well, I mean, when I said male, I meant M A I L L. So it's at least once a day, M A I L. Once a day, a man slides through and puts something in my box. <laughs> Goodness gracious! No, but this is a, this is a really big deal. You you were out on a very very big stage. You looked fantastic, by the way. The light agreed with you. The hips were working. The booty was on point. And most importantly, though, did you have a good time? I did. And I, you know, one of the things that I have to say is that uh, I made history in one capacity as the first drag performer to ever perform on a major pay-per-view event for a well-recognized and established professional wrestling brand. But, but you made history by helping someone else make history. Yes. Yeah. I was there representing and managing and working in conjunction with Jamie Senegal, who was the first ever transgender athlete to perform for the National Wrestling Alliance. And so she competed in the main event of this I, you know, what I think was is going to go down in history is an iconic event uh, in terms of Empower being the first women's pay-per-view from the National Wrestling Alliance. And so we were there really kind of amping up the representation for the queer community. But I want to make it very clear that we were far from the only representation on that show. Um, what people may not recognize is that another one of the competitors in the main event Kiara Hogan, because this was a 10-woman battle royal type of event. Uh, it was an elimination gauntlet. Uh, Kiara Hogan's a bisexual professional wrestler in a relationship, a very high-profile relationship with a female competitor from the uh, All Elite Wrestling, Diamante. And everybody, that's very, they're very public about that, and they very know it, so I'm not, um, I'm not outing anyone. Yeah, this, is like, so, this isn't new news, right? Yeah, it's not new news, but I think a lot of people wouldn't know. So we had two... Uh, two 
you know, women of color, Diamante being, I believe, Puerto Rican and um, Kiara being African-American. So queer women of color, as well as Jamie and myself. And it was just a really beautiful event. Plus there were other competitors, but I'm not sure that their sexuality is necessarily public knowledge. So I'm not going to like say anything about that, but th right. it was, we were sprinkled throughout. And the beautiful part was for me that while we were there, we were not treated like special attractions. You know, we were not a gimmick. We, they wanted us to be there. We were fully accepted as part of an incredible show. And I think that that's really what we aim for, you know, like what we're aiming for in terms of like the equality. We do not want that to be our selling point. It's part of who we are, certainly. And they they wanted to showcase us in a, a really nice way, but it wasn't treated gimmicky. It wasn't treated condescendingly or as a joke. And I loved that, you know, like my wrestling character happens to be a drag you know, representation of myself, but I, I never even play her like a drag queen per se. I play, she's a woman and she was, you know, there and, and we had such a good time. So big, big props to legendary professional wrestler, Mickey James for wanting and striving really hard for representation for our community. Bravo, Poyo Delmar. I did something less impactful for the community and but it was still fun, it seemed like. Girl, we know you love a theme park. It was super fun. I went on a road trip to some theme parks, but possibly not the ones you were thinking of. That's coming up next on BFF.FM. I watch you walk and I watch you move. I want some
attention? Do I have your 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 attention? Is you taking notes? Three, two, one. We about to go off, off, off. When the speakers go blow, blow, blow. Everybody turn up, up, up. It's about to go down, down, down. Make the whole room spin, spin, spin. Turn the bass up loud, loud, loud. We about to go in, in, in. And we can't stop now, now, now. Fuck it up. Attention. Don't stop, 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 don
to melt to the floor I didn't ask to even be born Both those happened when my eyes bit close I don't remember life before I That's what people do It's the ones left behind Really lose Why is everything So FF.FM Community Radio for San Francisco. You're on Baytime. I'm Christopher Beal. That's Poyo Del Mar. And this is our love letter to San Francisco's LGBTQIA community. Poyo, you've lived here in Northern California for a long time. Um, and so you're you're very aware that in order to love San Francisco as much as we do, sometimes you got to get out of town. You know, sometimes you got to go get go go just just decompress, get away from the noise, get away from the traffic, just do something different. It's true. I think to be able to appreciate what we live in, you have to get away from it. Otherwise, you take it for granted. Totally. Yeah. But then, it, you know, and if you live somewhere awesome, then hopefully by the time you get home, you're glad to be home. And well, I do. So I'm really glad to be home. But um, I decided to take myself on a road trip, just a solo road trip. Um, I have a friend that lives like 10 minutes from Disneyland, who's uh, also a, a content creator. He makes some stuff. Uh, shout out to Josh. Josh is actually, his voice is in some of the on Baytime imaging that you hear oh, uh, nice. in between some of the songs. Hi, Josh. Several of my podcast pals, uh, Josh, Nikki, and Jack are all in our, our imaging. But um, Josh, I like to go, Josh has this cool little pad in orange, and he is freelance like I am and kind of makes his own schedule and creates content all day. So I was like, hey, why don't I pop down? We can work from your place during the day, go to the parks at night, and, you know, do some stuff in the on the weekend. So I drove down. I rented a car did the it ended up being six and a half seven hours it wasn't a bad drive down there but i didn't go for disneyland i'm kind of annoyed with disney's 
uh, business practices as of late. So uh, even though I will ultimately end up getting uh, an annual pass to Disneyland, I'm sure I just wasn't feeling it this trip. So I decided to do something a little different. Did you go to Knott's Berry Farm? I did go to Knott's Berry oh Farm. Oh my God. Yes. And I'm now a, a proud Cedar Fair annual pass holder. And um, in addition to that, I also went to Universal Studios Hollywood and I got an annual pass for there as well. So there will be more more travel to to SoCal coming up. Why did why did you go straight to Knott's Berry Farm? Do you love Knott's Berry Farm? Um, I've never been to Knott's Berry Farms, <gasps> but I know because you had you had hinted that you were, went to theme parks that may not be where we thought of, and I know that Knott's Berry Farm is like often overlooked in the theme park and often or amusement indeed. park world in especially when looking towards Southern California. So I was like, I wonder if she went to Knott's that Berry was a, Farm. That was a really great guess. Knott's Berry Farm is, is awesome, I think, um, and, and completely affordable. Like, it, it's it's wonderful. And I'm also kind of excited because the pass that I got for their park also includes Great America. So, Well, if it if it's a Cedar Fair pass, does it include all Cedar Fair or just yeah. in California? So I could go to Cedar Point and Sandusky. I could go to Kings Island. I can do yeah. all the things. So, um might might have uh, some goals in the next year. Travel around and do some. Oh my god! And the, but but again, it's like three hundred bucks for like the whole year. It's like not bad. Whereas Disneyland's over there hawking fourteen hundred dollar annual passes. You know, I can't even. And how about I'm going to tell you? I went to like I've never gone to Disney in California. I've gone to Disney in Florida, and I'm just not a fan. Simply put, just not a fan. I think you'd like Disneyland more than Florida. Knowing your personality, I think you'd enjoy the California park a little more. It's more digestible, less less time traveling between crap. <laughs> it's all there, you know. It's it's not even that for me. It's like when I go, you are like a theme park individual. I'm an amusement park individual. I go for like thrill rides. I love roller coasters. That is why I virtually lived at Cedar Point. Uh, during my time living in the Cleveland area, because it's Cedar in America's so roller coaster. Yeah, I love Cedar. Uh, it's like uh, at the time that I lived there, it had five of the world's top ten roller coasters in it there. I Millennium Force is my all-time favorite roller coaster. I went to my favorite from Cedar Point at that time was Raptor. Yes, and amazing. And but you know. I really also enjoy, and if it got so many fun memories from California's Great America and Santa Clara as well, which is part of the Cedar Fair Entertainment I family. I bet we could do on Bay Time from Great America. I bet, I, I, bet I, I could swing actually, that. Actually, you know, I worked um, not for, but my, I guess technically for, because Cedar Fair paid the paychecks. But I worked with Cedar Fair for a number of years because that's where we hosted, you know, um, Pride Night or, or Gay Day, as mm -hmm. we called it, Gay yeah. Day at Great America or Pride Night at Great America. And, and I was the producer of that event for two years and the host of their main stage for like five before that. Yes. Well, there, Hey, that could be fun. Let's go to, let's go to great America sometime. Why not? Love. And you know, here in they the just Bay area, their water park too. It looks great. They have, they have a water park down there. We also, you cannot forget um, the park that's out. It's not a Cedar fair park, but the park that's out in Vallejo also super fun. Six flags. And they had the it's wonder woman ride. So six flags is cool. Yeah. It's just not it's, included in my Cedar Fair Pass, but Six, Six Flags course. is also hella affordable when it comes to annual passes and you can make monthly payments and all that stuff. So, yeah, um, the, oh. Six Flags is where there's a video circulating from of me from like legitimately like 13, 14 years ago where I was in drag and almost fell headfirst into the dolphin pit <laughs> or whatever. God. It was everybody's like screaming and somebody made it into a vine and it's like, I look horrible. And then the dolphin looked 
terrifying. I'm just thinking of the combination of the dolphins and then your shrieks. It's yeah, it's a lot. All of the above. The, at one point, they probably couldn't tell the difference between me and the dolphins. We were all just like, put them all down. <laughs> Start with the one with the wig. Dolphin was like, oh my God, an orca. <laughs> FM.
FM Community Radio for San Francisco. I'm Christopher Beal. That's Pollo Del Mar. And this is another uh, On Bay Time After Dark. And we're looking after at... Dark. After Dark. After Dark. Mm. That's better, I think. Yeah, that's good. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of uh, queer events coming up as things open back up, I say in air quotes. Um, one of those is Mega Hood 2021, the Folsom Street event is producing that on September 26th, so just just under a month away. 
And the reason I'm starting with this event, uh, I'm looking at this post in the Bay Area Reporter, ebar.com, about um, some upcoming events that a lot of people are going to gather at and whether or not they're going to require masking at these events. Um, Truthfully, it's going to ultimately come down to um, how many people the event is expecting, how many people they're licensed for, Girl, that event's going to be slammed with people. It's going to be Absolutely, which is why... Megahood will require people to wear masks this year. Um, that's because organizers expect attendance to exceed 10,000 people. Any event that exceeds 10,000 triggers a mask mandate from the city. So anything larger than that, everyone has to wear a mask. Um, several other upcoming street fairs are just kind of going, ah, we'll see. Um, Ebar tried to get in touch with uh, the LGBTQ Freedom Day Festival in the Mission on October 10th, it's 11 to 6. And uh, by the way, that's the same weekend as Fleet Week. Um, no yes. comment No comment from San Francisco Pride on whether or not they are going to require masking at the event. Um, there's for Pride? For, for, this, for the Freedom Day Festival. I was going to say, I'm like, Pride's not until next June. Girl. Yeah, no, no, no. This is, this is for a, a different thing. I'm so torn on that, though, because... Just because of the fact that, like, for me, if it's outdoors, it's outdoors. No, I'm with you on that. But it, but if it's outdoors and packed into a corral where you can't have six feet from people, then it gets a little weird. Yeah, at the same time, I, I have no interest in going to most of these things same. anyway. So, yeah, same. You know, not at all. Yeah, I'll just look at the pictures on Twitter. The Castro Street Fair is coming up on October 3rd. That's right between Megahood and the Freedom Day Festival. They stated that no decisions have been made on masking, yeah. but that they're following all health mandates closely. So who knows? That one is one that I presumably will go to every, you know, I'm on the board of directors for the Imperial Council of San Francisco, which we've talked about here. And we've talked about the organization and me being on the board and one, <laughs> what? Nothing, nothing. I didn't say anything. And one of the things that um, we always do with that organization in the Castro Street Fair, we always volunteer to do buckets and contributions in some capacity. And it's a huge fundraising event for many different organizations, ours being one. So I will be at that one. I'm going to be intrigued to see how they handle that. But again, like um, that event, I'm assuming will draw more than 10,000 people, but it's outside over a multiple block space you know what i mean like what does one do with that yeah there's another event coming up called the barrison street fair uh, mm-hmm. it's the inaugural festival on harrison street it's scheduled for october 23rd but they're not expecting more than ten thousand. so no. that event will not be required to be masked at least according to the current rules just one more thing worth mentioning oakland pride is happening on Sunday, September 12th, um, and they did not respond to Ebar's request for comment about whether or not they'll be requiring masking there. So the reality is just if you feel like you need to be masked, bring your mask and mask it up, but not all these places are going to require it. That's just kind of the reality of it. Not all of the places are going to require mask for mask, darling. Not at all. Which is good for a lot of us, I think. I mean, I don't know what you're suggesting. I'm extremely masculine. This is BFF.FM. More gay news like uh, what is going on on the wall of the powerhouse? Wow, that could be a lot of things. You're telling me, darling, (laughs) don't turn on the blue light, sweets. And less than half of Americans understand HIV. We'll talk a little more about that. Maybe help you understand it. It's coming up on BFF.FM. 
I'm never gonna let you go. I'm never gonna let you go. Easter's high and low. John don't get it, and you can't tell Grandma 'cause her heart can't take it, and she might not make it. They say don't dare, don't you even go there, cutting off your long hair. You do as you're told. Till you wake up, go put on your makeup. This is just a phase you're gonna outgrow. Something wrong in the village. In the village. Oh, they stare in the village. In the village. Oh, there's nothing wrong with you. It's true. It's true. There's something wrong with the village. With the village. Feel the rumors follow you from Monday all the way to Friday dinner. You got one day of shelter, then it's Sunday hell to pay you, young lost sinner. Well, I've been there, sitting in that same chair, whispering that same prayer half a million times. It's a lie, though, burying disciples. One page of the Bible isn't worth a life. There's something wrong in the village. In the village, oh, they stare in the village. In the village, oh, there's nothing wrong with you. It's true.
you're on Baytime. BFF.FM. FM Community Radio for San Francisco. You're on Baytime. I'm Christopher Beal. That's Poyo Del Mar. We both live in San Francisco, California, and this is our love letter to San Francisco and its LGBTQIA community. There's this bar in Dory Alley called The Powerhouse. I love it. They have this big wall. They have a couple of big walls. They've had some notable murals. Of course, the the sisters of Perpetual hole. Indulgence and in, uh, mural is on the Dory Alley side of the building. On the, it looks like the east side of the building, there's a mural that was just painted by um, artist Simone Malvez, a queer artist who uh, also painted, uh, along with Juan Manuel Carmona, the Queeros mural on the side of the LGBT Community Center at Octavia and Market. Okay. Um, the piece that he's painting on the side of the powerhouses is apropos, if you understand the powerhouse and its history. 
um, its sexual history within the gay community. But um, well, the artist describes the, the the mural as a guy on his knees taking a selfie while he's naked. And uh, he says he uses the selfie as a symbol of empowerment because a lot of people during quarantine had a lot of time to share their sexuality through <laughs> the internet. Um, the mural, here's here's the funny part. The mural is commissioned by Sniffies, a cruising app for gay, bisexual, and bi-curious men. So this this mural is ultimately sponsored, which is, I don't know how to feel about Yeah, that. well, I mean, that's great and all that it's sponsored. Uh, th- this... Something about this artist's description of what it represents. It's a guy on his knees taking a selfie while he's naked. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I love how artists will always like give their their things like the glow up that you're like, so tell me why it is that you made, uh, decided to chisel this granite penis. Well, it stands <laughs> for how our community stands upright in the face of, girl, it's a dick, bitch. It's a dick. Okay. <laughs> But that could speak to how low brow I am. Maybe I just can't see the bigger picture. Then again, I'm also the person, well, you, you all know I can't, I don't drink anymore. But back in the day, like I did not care for expensive beers because I'm like, what's the point? No, I do not taste the hints of elderberry or whatever the hell you're trying to tell me about it. I, no, I don't. Just a very bland palate over there at the Del Mar household. Whatever. Chicken tendies and water. How dare you suggest I drink water? <laughs> yeah, but the chicken tendies sound good right now. Chicken tendies always good. Everybody loves a chicken tendy, darling. Anyway, so stop by the powerhouse in San Francisco, um, and maybe maybe you can check it out while you're while you're out there for um, the the street festival coming up. But um, the mural no, is. I is do want to say that yeah. whether they have this mural or not, though, Christopher JBL. Yeah, powerhouse. You know, my favorite place to go in all of San Francisco's queer scene for like just to hang out Oasis, and do my right. thing. What? What did you you said it, was it Oasis that you like a lot? No, honey. My favorite is the Eagle the on Eagle, Sundays. Yeah, yeah, the Eagle, Eagle. But I still need to do that, that with you. That's a that's a midday tea, like tea party type environment, but my favorite place to go um to actually appreciate and enjoy like really cool music and some pretty fun vibes uh whether you want to participate in the sexual kind of energy that's in the air or not is the powerhouse on like Friday nights. Um, sometimes even Saturday nights, they play really cool, very interesting, like underground house music there. There've been a variety of wonderful parties there. I'd, I have not gone back to powerhouse or into the nightlife for that much, for that matter. Um, since COVID sort of started to like, happen and then we're kind of returning to life but they used to have this one party there that i just used to love it was called house party and they would literally bring in couches and like sort of sit them around and people would just sort of chill out in the back area it was a very cool vibe and i just loved it it was one of my favorite things to do because it it harkened back to this very underground feel that queer nightlife used to have in san francisco when i first moved here some of the things that i've hinted at over the many episodes that we've done that I have, I felt has been lost from our city. Something like this sort of underground thing. I, I think it's the distinction, for example, of seeing drag um, pre RuPaul's drag race and drag. Now there was like a lot more room to be avant-garde or weird in ways that did not feel sophisticated or polished or with the expectation of sophistication or polish. 
And it allowed people to really just sort of creatively express themselves in a variety of ways. And I think that some of that has been lost as our city has gone mainstream with in ways such as our murals of people on their knees taking <laughs> selfies are sponsored by cruising apps. And gay radio shows that not only have no sponsors, but we're not even sure have any listeners. Uh, I mean, if you're listening to this, honey, just tweet us. Okay, tweet us. we're not yeah. even sure you're there. Yeah, we would love to. We would no, but like on that on that tip, like you and I have been talking about this. Like we just would really tip, love just to. Yeah, you know, we would really love to know um, who you are and where you listen to this show and what you think of it and what you want more of and what you want less of. Like we we welcome you to interact with us. Um, Poyo is at. The Glamazon PDM on Twitter. I'm at Real Chris J. Beale on Twitter. The show is at on Baytime. The station is at BFF.FM. Whatever you do, um, just get in touch with us and let us know what you think of the show. We definitely want the feedback. We, I mean, hell, I'll say it. We need the feedback. We, we want to hear from you. So let us know what you think of the show. I would love it. Just personally. Yeah. Just, uh, what's just your, me. Just give out your address on the show, Poyo. No, just swing on by, honey. Just pop in the studio with us some night. Yeah, just, just, yeah. Hi. We could make that happen, girl. If you're listening and you really want to be on the show, we could figure a way. No, we can. Yeah, well, especially now that we're doing this through our um, our remote setup. I mean, we yes, could easily invite another person into this dear, room. Virtually. So, yeah. So uh, also on that tip as well, if there's somebody, uh, I used to use the term queer of note it's early like in the show. like Tippy Hedron tonight. I know. She's just on the tip. I know, just... <laughs> Just the tip, dear. Just the tip. Wow. Um, if there's if there's somebody that you'd like to hear on Baytime, somebody you think that we should be interviewing, that um, a queer of note, if you will, um, we'd love to hear from them too. Or if you want, if there's music you want to suggest, honey, get involved. If you're listening, you're part of the show, so let us know. Absolutely. Hey, still to come. Less than half of Americans understand HIV. What's that about? Um, plus, the softball gays, of which I used to be one. Um, are in Columbus. Why are they all in Columbus? That's coming up on BFF.FM. You're on Baytime. Have me in the palm. Have me in the palm of your hand. But you still throw me down to see how I land. And I'm the type of bitch
FF.FM Community Radio for San Francisco is supported by you. Become a bestie right on the website, BFF.FM. In fact, go to the On Bay Time page. There's a little uh, donate support button right there. Help out the station. Support local community radio. That's how you get this with no commercials. That's why we're not like trying to sell you something lame right now. So check that out, BFF.FM. Poyo Del Mar, a study out on HIVplusmag.com. This is the State of HIV Stigma Study. It was released last Thursday um, by GLAD, which is an LGBTQ plus media advocacy group. It found that for the second year in a row, HIV stigma in our society here in America remains high. But HIV knowledge, just general knowledge and understanding of HIV AIDS uh, remains really low amongst Americans. Um, Which is so sad because yeah. this has been a pandemic of its own right, like an epidemic that has been going on for our entire lifetimes. Uh, most of well, your entire lifetime, yeah. most of my entire lifetime. It's certainly been going Poyo's on. Since much the, older than I am. And look much better <laughs> still. Can't but argue with that. nevertheless, it's. You know, it's something that we've had the first 10 years of it, maybe 20 years of the epidemic of HIV was all about stigmatizing and criminalizing even. And it's very interesting that the same people, by the way, who would suggest that we do not, they do not have to wear a mask to protect other people around them would be the same people who would want to like put people with HIV in jail. In jail, yeah. For, to protect the masses from possibly accidentally having sex with someone who's HIV positive. Yeah, those Venn diagrams. While overlap. they sneeze on you and then give you something that's like going to kill you in like three weeks. Marats. Marats. So, yeah. So 
I, I didn't mean to leave you hanging there. I was just, I was giving you space because I know that this is an issue that you're like. The, oh, the, the no, it, and it is. It's because of the fact that I, I've lived my entire lifetime as a gay man under the umbrella of fear of HIV. Mm-hmm. And the one way to reduce fear of anything is to become educated about it. Correct. That's the easiest way to have understanding. For example, for the listeners out there, um, people who are HIV positive and who are medicated and have reached a point of being undetectable through medication are literally absolutely at zero risk of transmitting the illness. So for people, for example, who may be engaged in serodiscoordinate relationships, and what that means for listeners is one person (laughs) is HIV positive and one is HIV negative. That means that their serostatus does not match up or align. They're serodiscoordinate. While I'm not certainly advocating for practices sexually that would be high risk or endanger someone unknowingly, a person who is HIV positive, if a person discloses that to another partner and says, I'm HIV positive and I am undetectable on medication, which I take daily, that means that that person is actually at a lower risk because you are aware of their status than someone who were to tell you, oh, I'm HIV negative, because you have no idea when that person was last tested, whether their serostatus has changed during that time, and if they are, if they unknowingly have contracted HIV, which by the way, the transmission levels and rates are dropping astronomically, even as the stigma remains the same, the, that individual who is newly infected and unmedicated is highly infectious because the virus is replicating rapidly inside their body. And so it leads to tremendous fear among people who are unknowledgeable. The stigma that we talk about is not just that, oh, you know, it can range from anything from like HIV will kill you like quickly as that was the case a few years ago. And by a few, I mean over 10, at least at this point to things like, you know, um, the common fears that people who are truly uneducated. And when I say ignorant, I don't mean that in a super negative way. I mean that in the literal sense of ignorance yeah, like means you simply ignorant, don't know. Ignorant to like, the information. Right. People who are ignorant to that information still have stigmas around things as simple as um, eating off the same fork or, you know, those kind of things that people were so fearful of in the eighties because there was no knowledge available. When people were in that mass panic of the eighties, fearful of touching or hugging kissing, sharing a fork, drinking from the same glass, things of that nature, that fear was fueled by absolute sheer ignorance at the highest level because we, in the early days of the epidemic, did not know the transmission methods. Now we know that you need to have either, there has to be bodily fluid transmission from a person who is unmedicated to a person who is HIV negative for there to be a transmission of HIV itself. To that, that other party also has to not be medicated. And like they're something that I think is really, I've been aware of it in other places I've lived, but in San Francisco, it is uniquely a part of the life. I can't speak for queer women, but of the life of a gay man in San Francisco, uh, prep is very much like, it's not, an optional thing. It's just something that you do. Everyone has their doctor's appointment every three months. 
everyone is tested. And I think it's, it, I, I don't, I, I think Paul, that everyone is a little generalized. I'm, exa- I'm I exaggerating, that, but I think that like, but, the, but the, I think that certainly the availability of it is very high correct. and it's very easy right. to and access. I, and I, th- but I think it's inspiring to see the, at least the folks that I've seen. Like, I mean, every time I go to strut here in San Francisco where I get my prep, I mean, there, there's a lobby full of people um, that are there for their, their appointment. And I think I, 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 I wish more folks in the straight community uh, would consider prep, but um, it's it's this really miraculous thing that I think has has changed the conversation around HIV is the the ability to for people that that take care of their sexual health to not um to to not pass on and or not get HIV. It's it's so, wonderful if if you know your status. It's wonderful for those who are listening who because of the fact that we are talking about. HIV education levels in America right now. If you are listening to this and you hear PrEP and you don't know what that means, that's a pre-exposure prophylactic. Thank you. Context. What that that really means is that it's a medication that individuals who are sexually active and are engaging in anything that would be considered high risk, meaning sex with multiple partners, varieties of kinds of sex, um, things of that nature, you would take a medication that basically prevents the virus from entering your body and beginning the replication process. The predominant prep product that people are taking is Truvada. is Truvada. I'm on Descovy. Okay, Descovy. Which is, which is uh, for, it, it has something to do with liver function. It's a- Right, you, so Truvada is an older medication, which can build up in the system because any medication that any individual, individual takes, whether that would be Tylenol or, you know, a chemotherapy, like the, the gamut well, has to be, it's because it's a foreign substance introduced to your body. So your body has to process it. And the way that it does that is through the liver. So there are some older HIV medications that are extremely harsh on the liver and they can cause damage to the liver over prolonged usage. So one of those medications as relates to HIV that was extremely prominent in causing like helpful with diminishing HIV transmissions and prolonging the lives of those who are infected with HIV, but was quite potent. And as a result could cause damage if prolonged exposure or prolonged use was in place was Truvada. So they found things like Descovy, which are more gentle alternatives to that, that do the Mm -hmm. same thing. Yeah. So for the listener out there who is unaware of what is going on in the state of HIV medication and the evolution of treatment for HIV, Descoby, Truvada, things of that nature are one of what people would call a drug cocktail, meaning just the way you make a cocktail, a drink cocktail, you mix multiple so, things yeah, together things. to get the end result you want. That was one of the ingredients that they would use. So Truvada is one, and then there were others that were added. But Truvada at its base is what breaks the ability of the uh, virus to kind of replicate. So that's something that's available, and people can definitely take that and certainly it prevents their ability to have HIV transmission. And when you find a serodiscoordinate couple or coupling, if you will, even if it's temporary, momentary, <laughs> in the moment of the night, whatever it might be, um, if one is negative and on prep and the other is considered undetectable, which means that the replicants of HIV in their bloodstream are less than 35 per unit that's tested, which is incredibly low to begin with. It's the lowest it's ever been in the history of being considered undetectable, that that individual is unable to transmit. So therefore that combination prevents 100% 
the transmission of HIV. It's wonderful. So when both partners are taking care of their sexual health and doing the utmost to protect their own well-being in combination with one another, they are absolutely zero risk to either party. So that's something to take into consideration. It really opens up the ability for people to um, participate in sexual behavior and intimate relationships without fear. So if you're listening to this, by all means, please just educate yourself. Mm -hmm. If for, you know, not just because we would love to decrease the stigma surrounding HIV, but and not just because Poyo wants to have sex with you. No, no. <laughs> only if you're taking care of your sexual health. That's that's exactly. how we roll on Baytime, girls. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're going to get all this goodness, sweet cheeks, you better be taking care of your sexual health. Now, honey, this is the thing. <laughs> we can both be taking our we can both be taking care of our sexual health. We can be well educated about HIV. But, honey, you're still going to have to see a therapist to since you're fearful of your decreased morals and obvious damage to your mental health after being with me. Okay. I feel like you've had that exact conversation with somebody before. Only one somebody, dear. You underestimate the power of how <laughs> well I've ruined self-esteem throughout San Francisco for the last 22 years. Poyo, really though, thank you for, thank you for sharing some of that. Cause I think, I think it truly like this article is reporting the less than half of, of Americans understand HIV. So if you've listened to this, you have a little bit more of an idea. So thank you. And really like if you're listening to this, there there's in your community, almost regardless of size, there is some sort of LGBTQIA resource. Um, look it up or get in touch with one of us on social media and we'll try to help put you in touch with resources. But like the resources are there. Personally, I, I'm a freelancer. So my like actual income is pretty low and I get my prep for free. So there are resources out there um, and they're not that hard to find. We'd be happy to help you connect, but take care of your sexual health. It's important. And, and pick up, you know, even if you are not HIV positive, uh, you can, if you are a sexually active adult in any community, HIV is a concern. Yeah. So, or it should be rather. Yeah. If, if you're, not, if you're having sex with humans, we hope, um, yeah, it's, it's a risk. Yeah. And so HIV plus magazine is a phenomenal resource for things like that. HIV plus magazine is one of three national publications that are geared specifically towards research and development, as well as education on and focus on people who are in the HIV community. There's HIV Plus Magazine, which is a sister magazine of The Advocate, which we all know and love, as well as Out Magazine. Then there is Pause Magazine and ANU Magazine, which is interesting in its own right because it focuses on the, the intersection of art and understanding of HIV. So how the arts communities of various forms are actually contribute to kind of HIV related causes. And I've actually written for all three of those publications as a freelance journalist in my own past, including a, a, two cover stories in HIV plus. There's some resources for you, but really like if you have questions that we didn't answer here, just uh, slide in our DMs. One of us will, uh, will help you out as best we can. Um, still more to come, including why all the softball gays are in Columbus. And yes. uh, we'll of course wrap up this show because it's, it's getting late, Poyo. But I know it is, but ooh, honey, we get, we're about to close down with the thought of getting grand slammed. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. Jock straps and dirt sweat. Ooh. Oh, darling. I'm tweaking my nipples just thinking about it. This is BFF.FM. You're on Baytime. Yeah. Yeah.
BFF.FM It's been way too long for me to find it this hard Sitting alone, my fingers picking the soul for a part In attempt to distract from the fact that I miss you I wonder if your friends have had to carry you home And stay for the night because they don't want to leave you alone Where before it was fun has become an issue I know it's cruel But I kind of hope you're tortured too Tell me, does your heart stop at the party when my name drops? Like you stood at the platform when the trains cross Are you hurting? Yeah, you must be Or is it just me? Tongue-tied, screaming on the inside When I say that we broke up and they ask why Are you crying in the shower like a freak? Or is it just me? It's been three months and two days and five hours since I walked away And we left it so sour, I know That you're probably thinking you're better without me And all my days have turned cold but not as cold as your shoulder I've been thinking it over while I drink myself sober again Please understand That I know it's cruel But I kind of hope you're tortured too Tell me, does your heart stop at the party when my name drops? Like you stood at the platform when the trains cross Are you hurting? Yeah, you must be Or is it just me? Sometimes screaming on the inside When I say that we broke up and they ask why Are you crying? Does your heart stop at the party when my name drops? Like you stood at the platform when the trains cross Are you hurting? Yeah, you must be Or is it just me? Sometimes screaming on the inside When I say that we broke up and they ask why Is it just me? Sorting through emotion, drugs, spills, and potions. I'm fighting with my demons tonight. Addicted to the feeling, higher than the ceiling. I'm chasing down a savior tonight. Baby, baby, won't you come save me? Baby, won't you come save me? Got it. 
FF.FM Community Radio for San Francisco. I'm Christopher Beal. That's Poyo Del Mar. And you are on Baytime. It's our love letter to San Francisco's LGBTQIA community, but not just San Francisco's LGBTQIA community. We like others, including... You're listening to us around the world, darling. It's the, it's the power of the internet. BFF.FM is everywhere. We hope, anyway. Everywhere that you want to be, like MasterCard, which is not an official sponsor, but we'd consider it. MasterCard, call us. So, so before I was a hammock gay, I was a softball gay. I'm sure this doesn't surprise you at all. There's an intersectionality. There is. Yeah, the, the again. puts the sex in intersectionality. Sex with softball gays in hammocks. Mmm. Jock straps are a thing. Anyways, um, every year the big gay softball World Series happens in a different city around the U.S. This year it's in Columbus, Ohio. Um, it's the largest annual LGBTQ single sport week-long athletic competition in the world. It's a very specific uh, specific title because it's not the largest LGBT sports gathering, um, but it is the largest annual single sport week-long athletic competition i don't know why that all of that those caveats make me laugh that's smart marketing honey no it is it's smart find you what exactly what you are and right. let people know because that becomes something that becomes a catch poya del mar is number one among poya del mars everywhere um this exactly year, this year very i'm the one of a kind poya del mar Catchphrase, darling, catchphrase. This year's World Series is made up of more than two, you're such a mess, of more than 230 teams from 47 different cities, which is pretty cool. That's a lot of homosexuals. Thousands of people coming in. The event brings in, or is expected to bring in this year in Columbus, about $11 million into the local economy. So uh, this is a really cool event. that's a lot of vodka sales, Henny. It is. Yeah, gays have expendable income. So um, I'm not sure where it'll be next year, but this year it's in... Columbus. So we just wanted to say, um, on just on behalf of Poyo and I and everybody here at BFF.FM, good luck, gays. Have fun. Be safe. And uh, 
what's the what's the line from uh, from a league of their own? May your bats be mighty and your balls be plentiful. <laughs> I know so many friends here in San Francisco that are part of the gay softball league, mm-hmm. and you know, including there's an all drag team called the Knockers. Go Knockers! Yeah, you know some of my my gal, a former uh, like a uh, a past empress of San Francisco, Miss Patty McGroin. Empress 48. Patty McGro- I just got that. Absolute Empress 48. Patty McGroin is the person who started the knockers. And so many of my friends are part of that team. So go gals, go out there and represent. I don't, I'm sure that they probably did not go to the gay world series, but nevertheless, they're doing it and they do it in drag, which is fierceness. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Gay softball is a lot of fun. So uh, the teams in Columbus um, have fun. Wear your masks when you're not, don't wear them on the field. It's just dumb. But then, you know, take them off and yeah. But Columbus is also, by the way, for those of you who are fabulous. considering random places that you might want to go visit, Columbus has a popping gay scene, darling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, for real do. So even though we don't necessarily think of the heartland of the heartland, you know, being the place for gays to go, if you're going to go somewhere in Ohio, I live for Columbus, girl. Even the Cleveland Queens all go to Columbus. Oh, my God. The Columbus Cle- Pride, yeah. If you're from Cleveland and you just you, live you for take Columbus a on the weekends, out, you go to Columbus. It's yeah. like a 90 minute drive. You're yeah. like, let's get on the highway and go, girls. It's like uh, every all the gays in Sacramento. They're all here in the city on the weekends. Exactly like that. That's exactly what it's like for the people in Northern California. We're gonna wrap up the show. It's getting late, but um, you know, a little bit more music. You're on Bay Time. Our love letter to San Francisco's LGBTQIA community on BFF.FM. Waiting and waiting for something that ain't too complicated. When I should have looked, and I guess I've been looking in all the wrong places until I said, Hey, how you doing? Yeah, hope I'm well. Time to put that love on myself before I give it back to someone else. I need to.
Baytime, BFF.FM. I think I'm bad news with that said. When I win, I lose. Taking back everything I said to you. I can't tell my own last from the truth, but.
FF.FM Community Radio for San Francisco. I'm Christopher Beal. That's Pollo Del Mar. And we've made it to the end of another On Bay Time. After dark. Mm-hmm. It's late. It's almost sleepy time. Because though we sound like we do this for a living, we definitely don't. And we both have jobs. Uh, that we have to exactly, go to. girl. I have to hit the streets since they closed down Craigslist. It's back <laughs> to the corner for me, darling. Oh, you know what I wanted to bring up? And I, I totally forgot to put it in the run sheet for this show. So let's talk about it right here at the end really quick. Let's do it. What do you think of the whole OnlyFans flip-flop thing? Did you hear about that? Yes, of course I did. And I was surprised we didn't talk about it more extensively. And while I was in St. Louis, we were cackling about this because... For those who are not in the know, OnlyFans issued a big statement saying that they're removing porn from OnlyFans. And then a few days later, they're like, JK, JK girl, JK. Hi, we love the gays. Keep putting uh, your I dicks mean, on the side. I mean, let's be very like blunt here, y'all. Nobody uses OnlyFans for anything besides porn other than probably like a 5% ratio of the individuals who have an OnlyFans do not do something adult content oriented. No, absolutely. And it's like... I, my comparison that I made there was like, can you imagine X2 being like, 
Oh, uh, we're not putting adult content on us anymore. Bitch, you're not YouTube. You're you, X-Tube. Can you imagine X-Hamster being like, only hamster videos from now on? Exa yeah. Exactly. Um, all those disenfranchised gerbils. Oh God, <laughs> where would Richard Gere go? I was just going to make the same joke. Oh, my God. Uh, but they, So they're back, and I, I've been meaning to... There's an OnlyFans model that lives here in my building, and I, I've been meaning to ask him... No, like he's, probably OnlyFans no, models no, living no, no, in no. every building. No, but he's new. The poor thing just like three or four weeks ago just was like, you know what? I'm going to go all in. I'm going to come out as like, I like to do this. I'm going to do it on OnlyFans. I'm going to do all the things and got the, went and bought lighting and a camera and did the whole thing. And then the OnlyFans announcement came out. So he's obviously thrilled, but I've been meaning to talk to him Of course he is. He already that. ruined his reputation. Now to do it for nothing. Wow. That's not nice. He's sweet. He's a good Twitter follow too. Well, I'm sure he is. <laughs> Everything on there is like, visit my OnlyFans, visit my OnlyFans. Visit no, my OnlyFans. he also makes underwear. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, you know. But he doesn't wear them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think that's enough foolishness for one night. But um, OnlyFans are sticking around. So um, if you pay for your uh, your your online porn content, content um, that's, that's sticking around. That's going to remain an option for now. Uh, we hope. Sex work is work, by the way. We're joking around. We're being silly. But to be clear, we're on the side of the sex workers here. I definitely, I, I feel like it's your body. As long as it's between consenting adults, it's none of my damn business. Have if it's your, your business, literal business, then more power to you. It's no, it has no effect on me whatsoever. Live your best life. Get your coins and then um, maybe set a few aside and become a bestie. <laughs> Here at FM. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Uh, hopefully, maybe we can uh, try to make it a, a, a three streak. A three peak, darling. We'll see. Otherwise, it'll be like Todrick for the 11th time. But we'll, we'll see. Hey, we're going to milk that. Hot milk, Todrick. We'll see you next Wednesday, I hope, here on BFF.FM. I'm Christopher Beale. That's Poyo Del Mar. Good night. He has a snake tattooed on his face. And I heard he dropped out before the seventh grade My mother cries when she hears his name But how he melts in my mouth And every time my eyes meet He can take all of me He can take all of me I know you think it's so wrong It goes against your beliefs But all the same no one above him daddy i love and i know you think i'm crazy and you say it's against god but no one can judge him because daddy i love him daddy i love there's no one above him daddy i love and i know you think i'm crazy and you say it's against god but daddy i love you swear he can't look you straight in the eye Cause half the time he's as high as Lucy